Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. Today I'm riding solo again, but we got a part two of our last episode. If you didn't check out last episode, go check it out. But in short, it's about how do you help your teenager, your kid could be preteen, teenager, but it's probably the the information was more um, useful for teenagers. How do you help your kid if they are really jealous of a close friend of theirs? So today's episode, we're going to kind of reverse that. We're going to invert it. And instead, we're going to talk about if your child has a friend that is really jealous of them and it's causing problems in their relationship. Again, I said last time in the episode, I've never done an episode or any episodes on this in the past seven years about this topic, but I've had plenty of counseling conversations, plenty of therapy conversations with teenagers that have confessed to me that they're, they're bitter, they're resentful, um, they're mad at their best friend. And as I did a little bit more due diligence and started kind of, kind of piecing together what was going on in the relationship, I found out that there was a lot of jealousy, um, resentment had built because Usually the best friend, at least according to my clients, the best friend was cocky, arrogant, but the best friend was better looking, more athletic, um, just got more attention from the peers. And every time uh, the teenager that I was talking to would vent and talk about the best friend that way, I noticed that they're nitpicky. They're, they're saying petty things or they did this, they did that. But what it really came down to, it was good old fashioned envy, jealousy. And, you know, my, my clients were really struggling with that. So today's episode, I'm just going to give you guys a little insight and input how to help your child if they have a close friend. It could be a best friend, but a really close friend they've spent lots of time with throughout their, their years and they really care about them a lot. But this friend is always trying to throw salt on their game. Now, if you are not familiar with that terminology, I'm from the 90s meaning uh, I went to college in the 90s and it was a popular terminology terminology to throw salt on someone's game. Uh, everyone here in Utah knows that what do they do to, to suck up all the moisture from the snow? They pour salt on the streets and it sucks it up. So to pour to put salt on someone's game is simply to mean to suck up or dry up their charisma, uh, their, their likability, and to make them less attractive. Now, in the years that I've had teenagers come to me or parents come to me and present this problem that they have a, a kid who, um, who has got a good friend or a best friend, and that best friend is jealous for different reasons. Usually it's uh, for their looks and for some sort of talents, specifically athletic abilities. This is the advice that I give parents. Because parents usually come to me and tell me first off that they tell their friend like, hey, you know, you know just you know, tell them to get over it especially if it's guys, I, I, I see a lot of times with teen boys, um, the parents will give the advice like, come on, like, just tell them to get over it. Or like, don't just don't pay any attention, you know, don't mind it. But then it goes on and on. Now I've had a lot of uh, parents tell me that they felt like the their their child's friend, not only they're acting very petty, but it's the jealousy is is pretty obvious. They pretend and act like they're not jealous. They pretend and act like their child has some serious issues. They're concerned about their child. They're worried about their child. 
Um, and, and this is something that sounds kind of odd when a friend is going to a parent saying, you know, I'm really worried about your son because, you know, you're, you know, people are mad at him. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's burning bridges and he's doing all these things. Come to find out it's really just that one friend stirring up some drama and, and making some gossip um, and just, just creating contention uh, in the friend group. So parents will come to me and say, oh, you know, how do I handle this situation, Dave? You know, I've been telling my son or telling my daughter to just ignore him. I've been telling them to just, you know, uh, talk to their friend and say, hey, man, we all good. And of course, the friend, especially in situations with guys, but it can happen with girls, too, especially with guys like, oh, we're fine. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. But yet the resentment, the 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 backbiting, the, the you know, talking trash behind their kid's back is still persistent. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to take this into consideration as a parent that a long time ago, maybe for some of you, not too long ago, but if you have teenagers, it wasn't recently long time ago, you were a teenager. And when you're a teenager, there's still many things that are the same from you growing up to how it is today with teenagers. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things that are completely different. It's obvious like technology and stuff like that, but many things are quite the same. Teenagers are in that stage of their life as they're trying to belong to something, meaning they have they are looking for an identity. So for some teenagers, they're like, I'm a jock, I'm a football player, I'm a basketball player, I'm a wrestler, a softball player, volleyball player, soccer player, whatever it may be. So they're like, this is who I am. Like, this is what I am. Now, it's very important for teenagers in their developmental stage to have something to associate or attach themselves to. Now, in those groups, they're going to have other kids and other teenagers who are also under that label or also say, hey, I'm a skater, I'm emo, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a, I'm a band geek. And by the way, I, I'm not calling kids band geeks, kids in my high school. That's what I ask them. Oh, you're in band. Oh, yeah, I'm a total band geek. Right. So they've kind of adopted that and take some ownership and pride. And they they took something that probably used to be an insult and like, ah, we're owning it. Right. So my point being is that in every single one of these identities comes a social group. Now, with the clients that I've had that were talented, attractive, good-looking, had a lot going for them, if you remember when you are a teenager, you're either going to have love and admiration for someone who is better looking than you and has greater talents than you, or you're going to compete with that person. Now, if it's someone in your own friend group, like let's say you're not a good basketball player, but your friend is like the star basketball player on the high school team. You might have admiration for your friend. You may like tell people, yeah, that's my best friend. You may go to the game. You may paint your face, have a sign. You may be your friend's athletic supporter. That's a little joke, you know, jockstrap athletic supporter. Anyway, some of you guys got that joke. So in that case, there's probably not going to be a lot of bitterness, like not going to be a lot of resentment because that kid that's a fan of basketball is just a supporter and they're not really in competition. But if your child is in competition, or if, if your child's friend is in competition with them, they're on the same basketball team. Now that can cause a lot of problems. Now, if it's not a sport and it's solely just attractiveness and your child, your son or daughter, if they have, um, if they're just naturally attractive or at least more attractive than their friend that's jealous of them, that's going to create another competition. And so think back when you were teenagers, parents, the competition in the race for who gets the girl, who gets the guy, who gets to be uh, a starter on the team this is a very heated comp, comp, competition. This is a competition that in sports can get physical, I'm not saying that your kids are going to fight, but it requires a physical um, contest to see who's good enough. 
Now, sometimes coaches favor someone for various reasons, but usually within, you know, within reason, usually the best player gets the role. They win. And if you're the starter, if you're the best player, then you're going to get the accolades. You're going to get the attention. You're going to be on the spotlight. Same thing with, we're talking about attractability. Usually the best looking person in the friend group wins. And what I mean in the friend group wins, meaning they get their pick of the people that they would like to date. Now it doesn't mean just because uh, a kid is the best looking kid in the friend group that he gets to just like, let's say it's a boy. He doesn't just get to go up any girl and says, Hey, I think you're cute. You're my girlfriend now. And she's like, okay, that's not what I'm saying, but they're going to have more options in the dating category. Now, a lot of times what happens is a good friend will tell their best friend. Now let's, let's break this down. Imagine I'm talking about my client, their parent comes to me. The parent says, Hey, my child who me, David, the therapist is seeing has a friend that is very jealous and it's causing problems in the relationship. They're starting rumors, this, and that, and the other. So they say, okay, how do I help my child? And I help them break it down and they give me details information. And then I share things like I just shared. We're about, um, it's natural for teenagers, even back when we were in high school, that the better looking, the more athletic, the more musically gifted, talented person, they're going to get more attention. They get more attention. Their dating opportunities are going to be um, larger, right? They're going to have a bigger uh, dating pool. Again, not to say they get to date whoever they want, but they're going to have more options. If the friend in that situation is also in the same athletic group, is also in the same social group, then this friend is not going to have as much accolades, much attention. They're not going to get the notoriety and their dating pool is going to be smaller. That, you guys, is a very tough pill to swallow. It's very difficult to tell a teenager that is competitive that wants what they want. By the way, I don't know if you guys knew this. Teenagers want what they want and they want to avoid being uncomfortable. That's one of their wants. So if you're watching your friend get attention from a bunch of girls and you're not getting that same attention, or at least when your friend walks in the room, you now get less attention because the girls go to your, to your buddy. That's, that's tough. That's harsh. It's natural to compare yourself. Like, man, look, why does he get all these girls? Like, why does he get all these people talking to him? Or even worse, this happens a lot in, in my counseling sessions. Um, usually uh, the guy who's, the, let's use a guy in this example, usually the guy who is the, the better looking, the more athletic or more talented musically, whatever it may be, is going to end up choosing a girl, dating a girl, liking a girl that the best friend also likes. So the best friend sometimes plays the buddy role. Hey, she's just my girl friend. And then the best friend starts to talk trash, starts to, oh yeah, you know, I saw him flirting with other girls or like, I don't know, like, you know, I mean, I know you guys are together, but just, just be careful because, you know, he can be pretty selfish. He can be manipulative, planting seeds of doubt, right? Just putting these seeds of doubt, trying to make their friend less attractive in any way, shape or form they can. So what I just described to you guys is something that's been going on from the beginning of time and it probably won't end anytime soon, but it's important for you as parents to know this information before you give suggestions and ideas. So I do not want any of you parents out there saying things like this. Just tell your friend to get over it. Tell your friend, say, quit being so jealous. Or I also don't want you to have your child go to your friend and say, hey, what do I have to do to, to, to make you feel better? You know, do I need to break up with my girlfriend because, you know, you, you feel like she's not good for me, which by the way, is one of the top 
One of the top uh, reasons that a guy or girl will tell their good friend that they shouldn't date someone and that that girl's not good for them, usually it's because they're attracted to that person and they're trying to throw salt on the game. They're trying to stop that relationship. And you would think, why would a good friend do this? Well, I'll tell you, these are teenagers. These aren't lifelong friends that have dealt with a lot of trauma together and, and shared, you know, their deepest, darkest secrets. A lot of times their friendships are based upon association because they play a sport together. They grew up next door to each other, something that they had in common. And the relationships are not saying they can't get really deep as a teenager, but they're not likely going to be as deep as a teenager because their life isn't as deep, right? They don't have as much complexities of their life. So getting back to when you have your child and you have your child, when you have your child engaging with this friend, you don't want to make your child uh, like the, the doormat and try to do whatever the friend wants them to do to make them feel comfortable. But what you do want to do is you do want to suggest your, your child to have a very sincere one-on-one -on -one, heartfelt homey talk with their friend. This has to be in person. It has to be something that they make the friend feel special. So for example, I did this with one of my clients. One of my clients, his buddy's favorite restaurant, like their favorite place to go eat and hang out was Mobetas. If you're not familiar with Mobetas, I guess it's kind of a free advertisement for Mobetas. <laughs> They're a, a local Hawaiian barbecue um, restaurant. If you haven't had Hawaiian barbecue, you're missing out. But everyone here in Utah, California, the West Coast, you probably have had Hawaiian barbecue. So this one kid, he goes, all right, he's all, I know my buddy likes Mobetas. I go, why don't you invite him to go to Mobetas and go at a time where it's not super packed, go to a time where you get a table off in the corner and just tell them, tell your friend how you're feeling. So I help, I help my client come up and he took notes on his phone and kind of uh, did a little outline so he wouldn't forget because he wouldn't be meeting with his friend probably till later in the week. So what happened was we wrote down a couple of basic things. He started off with telling his friend, hey man, like, you know, checking with his friend, like how's his week, stuff like that. So they did some small talk. Oh, some stuff like, oh, do you hear so-and-so, dating so-and-so, this, that, and the other. Then I had my client just kind of in the middle of the conversation, like randomly, just say, hey, man, to be totally honest with you, like, there's a reason why I invited you to lunch. And the other kid, by the way, I'm telling you what I told him, but I'm telling you what happened at the same time. So my client says he went and started the conversation out like that, told his friend, hey, there's actually a reason why I invited you out to lunch. He said instantly the friend was like eating and kind of stopped and looked at him with this like suspicious like, well, what's going on? Like very curious what's happening. So my client had had a history over the past like year of the jealousy getting pretty bad. They'd never really dealt with and talked about it. They'd gotten fights, not like, like fist fist fights, but they started messing with each other and you know, like my client was a much bigger kid and more athletic. So when they would get in these little wrestling matches like friends get into, to make it even worse, my client would always win. So he told his friend, he goes, I just want to apologize for when we've gotten physical. And, you know, I've been holding, you know, some frustration towards you. Well, he said his friend looked at him like, what? Because obviously his friend was holding frustration towards him. So he looked at his friend, he goes, if you want to know what, what I'm referring to, I'm referring to, to, I've been frustrated because I feel like when it was just me and you hanging out, having good times, we we're playing basketball when we were younger, like it was just fun. But I noticed as soon as like girls got involved, as soon as like dating started happening, we we're old enough to date, I started to notice our relationship wasn't really the same anymore. And this past year, it got really bad. I know that the girl I've been dating this past year is someone that all through middle school you had a big crush on and you liked her. 
And I don't know what this is like, but I'm assuming to have your best friend start to date the girl that you've had a crush on for years. If I put myself in your shoes, that'd make me pretty upset and angry. So I want to talk to you because I want to apologize because this whole entire time, I didn't realize I was doing something that if the roles were reverse, I'd be upset, angry, and, and frustrated with you. Now, he said quickly his friend stopped. He goes, oh, no, dude, I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. Like, it's no big deal. So luckily he took my advice. I wrote this in the note. If he responds like that, just look at him and say, hey, listen. Okay, maybe you're not angry at me, but you can't be happy for the two of us. You would be happier if you and her were together. And if it was vice versa, I'd be happier if I was dating her. But if she was dating you, I'd be jealous and I'd be bummed. So what I told this kid to do is just admit that he would feel the same way that his friend felt. Now, what this did was he noticed that at that moment, the friend kind of backed down and wasn't as like trying to be as tough and macho and was kind of just curious about what he was saying. So he wrapped it up by saying, hey, I just want to tell you, you know, I, I can't, you know, undate her. I can't like, you know, break up with her because, you know, because obviously I'm, you know, I'm worried about, you know, my it hurting my friend's feelings, but I can tell you that your friendship is more important to me than most things in my life. Outside of my parents, outside of my family, your friendship's important to me. So will you do me a favor from now on? His friend looked at him and said, what's that? He goes, instead of getting mad at me or instead of getting frustrated with me or telling people all these secrets about me and all these things that you don't like about me, and at that moment he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, we're not going to get into it, but like, you know, I mean, come on. That's why we got in that, that scuffle a couple months ago. Like I got mad at you because you're talking trash behind my back. Everybody told me about it, but I knew, I know now why you're talking trash behind my back. You're frustrated and angry with me. And I really am sorry. Like if there's anything to do to make you feel better, I'll do it. But I can't change who I am. I can't change that, you know, I'm, I've been doing good at basketball. I can't change that I'm a starter and you're not. Like, if it was up to me, both of us would start and both of us would get the girl. So just do me a favor. If there's a girl that you like, if there's a girl that you're interested in, let me know and I will make sure to not put off any vibes, talk to her, flirt with her at all so that you can have your shine. You can have, you, you just take your shot with her. By the way, this had happened in the past where his friend complained to him, said, oh, you're always trying to steal every girl that I like. He didn't realize he was doing it, but there was kind of some truth to it, right? Because they're both teenage boys and they both want attention. So they just kind of made this pack that if they had an issue with each other, if he's feeling um, a certain way towards him, that he would just tell him. And if there's something he could do, he'd do it. But if not, it just helped the friend just to vent it and they could squash it so it doesn't affect their relationship. Well, needless to say, at the end of the conversation, they ended everything very well. Um, it worked so well. In fact, after that point, my client went to him every now and said, Hey, just, just want to check, make sure that we're all good because you're my boy. Like, I got your back. And after games that he had really big, huge games and and he did great, you know, all their friends would be hanging out. He'd go, yeah, but, you know, let's say his name is Corbin. He goes, yeah, but do you see that steal Corbin had? It was like, oh, yeah, that steal was dope. So what he started doing, he's, he started giving compliments to his friends in front of their friend group. Um, if there was a girl that his friend liked, he'd go up to the girl and he'd go, hey, listen, I just want to let you know, like, like you'd be, you'd be so happy if you went on a dance with Corbin, like Corbin's such a stud. So he went out of his way to talk his friend up and try to give his friend the same platform that he had in his own kind of way. Well, like I said, 
that worked so well that in our counseling sessions, he reported a couple of times about how it was going. But after that, we never dealt with it again. It takes one person being vulnerable to even be available to connect with another person. If you can make yourself vulnerable to your friend, apologize and let them know that you're sorry if you hurt their feelings, that you're going to that you're going to pay more close attention because you don't want anything to become come between your friendship. That in and of itself even if your friend completely denies that there's an issue with it because their ego won't let them admit to it, that in and of itself will leave an impact on your friend. Your friend will feel appreciated. Your friend will have less resentment, less anger and frustration. They're less likely going to go and talk behind your back, be say bad things about you, try to break you and your girlfriend up. So parents out there, I know that was a lot of uh, nuance to it. And I know there's a lot of details that one. But just to make it short and simple, give your kids this podcast information in the best way you can. If they'll listen to it, have them listen to it. If not, just tell them, hey, you need to have you know a one-on-one conversation with your friend. Apologize to your friend for not realizing that you know if the shoe were on the other fit, foot, you'd be irritated, frustrated. Maybe stay away from using words like jealousy. Uh, even envy is, is a word that's commonly used with teenagers. Teenagers use jealousy all the time. So stay away from words that's going to affect the friend's ego or basically hurt their ego or make them feel like they're less than or they're not attractive or they're not talented. You know, say more things like, hey, you know, I, if I were you, I'd be envious too. If I were you, I wouldn't be happy. You know, I'd prefer um, that she liked me instead of liked you if the role was reversed. Use those types of words and tell your, tell your child to like realize that you guys have history together and bring it up. Tell them to tell their friend, like, dude, you've been my friend for so long. Like, it'd kill me if if anything ever happened to us, like, if, if we, like, broke up our band and we weren't close anymore. So that's my suggestion for today, you guys. Remember, you can always follow us on OG Therapy on, well, and follow us on Patreon for $5 a month. It's www.patreon.com backslash OG Therapy. You get over two and a half years of extra bonus content and videos that we have not talked about on a normal podcast platform. You can follow us on OG.therapy on Instagram. You can follow me at David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I on Instagram. You can share these messages and these podcast episodes with any of your friends that got questions for teens or questions how to deal with their teens and their kids. And until next time, just remember guys, when all the frustrations of your ch- children, your work, your, you know, your job, your business, the holidays got you down on your knees saying, please, please, please. Just remember all you got to do is press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time, be cool. Thank you.